Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian. Now what? Where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Kara Wilson, a registered dietitian who started off her career in clinical dietetics and always loved it, but always knew she wanted to venture into being an entrepreneur. While she was a clinical dietitian, she worked in the ICU and found a connection to the nursing staff. With her mom also being a nurse, it clicked and she knew that she could be of service to this group of healthcare workers. Please enjoy my conversation with Kara. so much for being here this afternoon and chatting on the podcast with me. I'm so excited to have you. Yes, me too. I'm very excited. Well, I know that we met, we met, I love that we meet over Instagram. That's just hilarious. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it such is, a weird world. <laughs> it is, but I love it though. Like, yep. I mean, I would never get to meet any of you if it wasn't for social media. So if nothing yeah. else, that's why I love social media. Yep. <laughs> Well, why don't we get started? Let's take, let's go back to when you were a younger Kara and kind of share with me, how did you get into dietetics, nutrition? How did that all process start for you? Yeah. Um, well, I know it's, I feel like we practice this as like our elevator speech, you know, like mm-hmm. back when I first started <laughs> out. Um, so I played like a few different sports in, in middle school, high school growing up and um, really didn't understand how food and my performance in those sports were related until I think like, I don't know, one day it must've been a coach or something that was talking about, like, I I was a runner and a swimmer. So they were talked all about carbs and carbs and, you know, make sure you load up and that sort of thing. And I was like, wow, these two things are really interest, you know, interrelated. And I was, it just kind of sparked from there to see like how food fueled our performance. And, um, so I originally became a dietitian because I thought I wanted to be a sports dietitian. Um, Turns out I did a little internship in college with a sports dietitian. I was like, you know, this isn't for me. <laughs> what kind so, of, do you mind me asking? Like, I know that yeah. this is kind of a similar story for a lot of athletes yeah. like yourself. Like, oh, I'm going to go into sports night. And when you yeah. kind of did the internship part, what was the thing that didn't click for you? So I am somebody who I don't like every day being the same. <laughs> I like variety. Um, and I felt like every day was the same in sports nutrition. You know, you, it was, a it was a NFL football team and you, you get their guys, their shakes and their smoothies, you plan their, their travel menus for their, um, football games. And you, it was just a lot of kind of, um, telling grown men to eat and I didn't <laughs> love it. Like I just did it. So it was, I was like, you know what? I need something. I need something a little bit more. Um, sure. So, and that's based off of one experience, but sure. I, was like, no, I don't think so. I don't think this is for me. Well, yeah. I think a lot of times it gets this glamorous, like, Ooh, I got to work yeah. for an NFL team. And it's like, you know, maybe it's not as glamorous as people say. Yeah. So that's interesting that you share that perspective. Yeah. And schedule wise too. I mean, oh. you are on a sports team schedule, which is day, night, early morning, late nights, weekends. So you should probably get paid exactly what they make too, right? To be <laughs> like, I, if you I, would make their salary, it might be a little bit more glamorous. Exactly. That's <laughs> the thing. Like, it's not that glamorous. Yeah. To what dietitians make. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I found out that wasn't really for me. So, it kind of felt like I still want to be a dietitian. I am someone who is like dietitian or nothing. I'm like, I don't know my other interests. I just 
learned younger that I wanted to be a dietitian. So I was like, well, now I feel like I'm starting over to see what exactly I want to do as a dietitian. Um, and my internship was very clinical focused and I actually fell in love with ICU every day really felt different to me because there were so many different cases. Um, it was fast paced. It was, um, I could see the difference that dietitians make on that kind of unit with the tube feedings, dialysis, those sorts of things. And I, I really fell in love with that during my internship and, um, Worked in that as a dietitian, worked clinical in the hospitals, worked in several different nursing homes as like a travel dietitian. And turns out (laughs) I again was like, okay, this is starting to feel the same Um, and felt a little guilty about it at first. I think as dietitians, the examples I was seeing were my professors or my colleagues who got into clinical dietetics and then just stayed there for a 30 year career. And that might work for some, but I need variety. Yeah. I wonder how people do that. Don't you wonder? Like I was thinking my, one of my um, internship people too, they were, she was like a dietitian. She was in like her 35th year. And I'm like, at the same place. Oh my gosh. Same place. Yeah. And it was just for me to think, I mean, one, to think that far ahead, I was like, I can't do this for 30 years. (laughs) But yeah, so I just, I knew I always wanted to have my own private practice as well. And um, my husband's in the military, so it was very hard to find a job um, constantly every time we moved. And I didn't want to keep trying to find a job every time we moved. And I was like, well, there's no better time than now to start this this private practice thing. Um, so here I am. It's been three years and I thought I'd do it much later in my career, but the time just kind of came a little bit unexpectedly and truly every day, every day is different. Um, so so I, I, yeah, it's perfect. And I learned by, you know, working with other RD entrepreneurs that like, you don't need to feel guilty for not wanting to be in the same place for 30 years or not wanting to do clinical. So yeah, it's a, it's a good community to be in too. So I love that you, I mean, it's always good to be like honest about, I mean, yeah. for even people that are younger in the field, you don't like be honest about like what you really feel about what you're doing. Like no one, I mean, is I'm an, I'm older dietitian, but I'm not like out of the whole, you know, realm of reality that you can say, yeah, I don't want to do this forever and move on. Like that's totally fine. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think there's still, so there's still part of me that like, Ooh, I miss that like kind of faster pace of the ICU and that sort of thing. And then the minute I start thinking about going back into it, I'm like, oh, I, I worked in nursing homes at the height of the pandemic oh, in 2020, geez. and I was like, oh, I don't know that I want to step back into that right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can definitely take a long, hard pause on that for yeah, sure. Definitely. So I think it's interesting how you mentioned how you really love the ICU and you loved that fast yeah. pace of the ICU. So did that lead to your connections with your current passion? Because obviously you interacted a lot with lots of different people in the ICU. You become like a family because it's such an yes. intense place to be. Yes. So share how you got into being, you know, kind of thinking that nursing, like helping nurses was going to be your niche. Yeah. So I think, so working in the ICU and, and, um, other floors I had worked on, you kind of like go see your patients and we go back to the dietitian office and like chart there, but ICU, there's always something going on. So we sat up on the unit, you get to know the nurses, your team better. 
um, as well as uh, chart in places where the nurses are having their lunch breaks and their snacks <laughs> and talking so horribly about themselves. And, and to be honest, the reason I work with nurses now is because it breaks my heart that they work so hard for their patients and yet they feel these horrible feelings about themselves. I'm, I don't know why I eat like this and I don't like the way I look. Um, and they're just very, many of them are very unhappy with their bodies, but also don't feel either empowered or don't feel like it's possible for them to be able to feel their best as well. And, and it just, that's kind of where my passion sparked for working with nurses as well as um, my mom is an, is a nurse of over oh. 20 years. So it was, it's really interesting to have her insight and then watching her as I grew up um, be a nurse and a mom and hold multiple positions as a nurse and, and see how hard they work to not always have the, the power and the strength to take care of themselves that way. So you have that strong personal connection yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Did no, you no, see no. those same traits that you saw while being in that field with your mom? Like when you look back, do you see the connection of just different things that she had gone through? Yeah, totally. I think one like specific memory that sticks out in my mind is um, she worked what was supposed to be her 12 hour shift turned into like it was a really bad like staffing situation and whatever and turned into like a 14, 15 hour shift. Mm. She got home at like midnight and still like it was more of an admiration to watch her come home. You could tell looking back now as an adult, like I could tell she was totally exhausted and still had she still came home and um, cared for her kids, made our lunches for the next day. We were in elementary school and, um, you know, one of those things watching her, like my dad's just like, I know it was a rough day, but someone who's not in healthcare, it's hard to be like, how was your right. day? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely moments that stick out that I can, you know, relate to with her and kind of put myself in those shoes sure. for a minute. Mm-hmm. So when you decided to kind of say, okay, I'm going to start this private practice, was, were you thinking that you were strictly going to work with that field or were you kind of like, you know, I'm going to take on all kinds of clients and did it kind of end up being that way or how did that beginning work for you? Yeah, not at all. Um, (laughs) I started, I think how probably many dietitians thinking about private practice go into it. You don't, I, I remember feeling, I don't want to niche down because then you're excluding people. And like, what if somebody comes to me who's you know, this profession or this type of client, like, I don't want to, you know, turn anybody away, which I learned quickly is it's better to be so specific. Um, And you're just, you're more satisfied. Your clients are more like fulfilled with the results they're getting. So I actually started with, I've had like a few different niches before I finally like latched onto this one that stuck. Um, Cause I knew I wanted, so I originally started working with former athletes um, thinking, you know, it's still in the sports nutrition realm. I know in my personal experience, I could relate. I had a hard time transitioning from like four different varsity sports to going to college where I was like, wait, what do I do now? I'm not working out for six hours a day. Yeah, um, I didn't know how to eat for that either. So I started with that. And as I was um, getting clients and meeting people in that realm, they didn't so much identify as an athlete or a former athlete anymore, but I was noticing that they were healthcare professionals, speech therapists, physical therapists, nurses. And I was like, okay, I think this says something about a lot about the character of athletes and healthcare professionals. They're, they're extremely dedicated to get through the education they've been through as well as to, you know, participate in their sports that intensely, um, they are driven people. They're highly motivated. And I really loved working with people 
with those, you know, personalities and characteristics. And so kind of transition to, okay, they're more so identifying as their current profession now as healthcare professionals versus a former athlete. And, um, yeah, just niche down further from there to work with nurses, especially, um, as you know, the pandemic became and, um, they got, you know, even more, things got even more difficult than they were before. No um, kidding. Nurses. Yeah. So that's kind of how I started that. So when you, so like, obviously you're, you're an entrepreneur, so you're a private practice. How do you market to nurses? I'm always like, you know, cause like they do work all the time, you know, yeah. it's like, how does that work when it comes to that marketing? Aspect? Yeah, it is. It is difficult. Um, I will say private practice is not as glamorous as it sounds either all the time. But um, yeah, I honestly, I've learned too that a lot of nurses I've met and that I work with are, they have really, they have really fun personalities. They like to adventure and experience things that I've noticed. And so they are, and as far as basically social media goes, um, you see that they're, you know, trying to live out the most of their time when they're not on shift. And so really marketing to nurses as like, so that you can have that energy to do things you want to do to not only get through your shifts, but to also have the energy to like live life outside of them, I think is a big way that I've connected um, with nurses because it's, it can't just be all about working your shifts and then being exhausted on your days off. Sure. So you found that sweet spot to talk, like how to talk to them, which I think is a great thing as an entrepreneur to figure that out. Like, how do you talk? How do you get the people to listen? Because there's plenty of things that you can talk about, but how do they, how do you get them to listen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Still, still trying. Still. And yeah. that's about, um, entrepreneurship that I really love is that nothing is, um, you know, set in stone. You can try things, they may not work, and then you try something else. And um, I think it kind of relates back to that, like, ICU experience I loved and the critical thinking about it. Not everything's so, like, straightforward. If you follow steps one through five, you know, you'll get the results, that sort of thing. There's a lot of problem solving, um, which is the part that I really enjoy about it. And when you think about... um you know, when you create your program, like obviously you create things in your head and ideas that you think might work. Do you have like a static program that you kind of work from or do you do individual only kind of basis that you work with your clients? Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, things evolve. Um, I started with, so I started my, I don't know who or where I ever read to get the idea in my head that I need a business coach. So I did start my business with a business coach and I started building out a one-on-one program for nurses. And, um, so that was kind of my main premier service offer. And from that, just learned what those one-on-one clients needed, what they wanted, what other nurses wanted out in the field. And um, you basically in business, I find that like whoever you're serving is what you're developing to serve them. So realized, you know, nurses are really busy. They may not have time for these one hour long one-on-one calls every week or may not want to spend their time doing that. And so that's when I created a self-paced course and community because that's really big in nursing right now is they need that community of people who understand them. So just really hearing what nurses want and then developing different programs from there to, to give them what they want. 
That's I like that insight too because I think business coaching that is a big buzzword around the dietitian yeah. world. Like we all need to have a um, business coach. Do you feel like that was beneficial for you to kind of get you at least kind of in the zone of where to kind of start? A hundred percent for me. Yes. Um, like I said, I don't know where the idea ever got put in my head <laughs> that I needed one. I wish I could remember, but. I had talked to a couple different ones and I was like, you know what, maybe I don't need one. I'm not really feeling it with them. It is very, a very big investment. Um, and then finally I met, I met one and, um, we clicked and I, it like my business wouldn't be what it is without her. So it's, um, hundred percent worth it for me and made such a difference. And I'm glad that you said that you met with different ones. Like, it's always good to, I feel like you, if you're going to make that investment, it's interview your people, like see if you like them and see if you click with them. Otherwise it's not going to work. Right. Exactly. Cause I hear too many stories of other dietitians who, you know, they are wanting to do the, the best thing for themselves and their business and invest in the coach and they end up, you know, feeling like it wasn't a good fit. And so I'm, I'm really glad I, I kind of, you know, shopped around and yeah. uh, someone that was a great fit for me. That's awesome. So you, I know, like you said, that everything's ebbing and flowing for you. Like you're just kind of trial and error. What is your kind of a day look like for you? So I always like to ask like the entrepreneurs, you know, because we're like people that work have a set schedule. So what does your day kind of look like? Yeah. So um, that's a tough one because every day (laughs) is kind of different, but I I love that. Um, So I um, kind of, I mentioned before my husband's in the military, so he works shift work in the evening. So it's really nice. We, we start our days a little slower, um, in the morning. Um, and I, I learned very quickly. You can just like any job and any profession, especially dietetics, um, and healthcare, you can burn out very quickly. So Mm -hmm. I used to like get up and hit the ground running when I, uh, first went full-time in my business and, um, then got burned out really quick. So I start the mornings a little slower now and practice what I preach to my nurses, which is eating breakfast, being mindful about your morning routine. And so um, kind of start the day a little slower. And then my day to day just looks like I'd say like 50% of client coaching, checking in with clients. And then the other 50% is um, social media content mm-hmm. creation all that stuff that I never knew I'd be doing as a dietitian. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think that it is very important to have that component. And I think you do an amazing job at your, your social media is great. Like yeah. I, you totally have it targeted to who you need to target to. Yeah. But again, like, I think it's great that you've said how much time it actually takes you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think too, it, it really, um, I'm at a point now where things, it, it feels like a well-oiled machine. Whereas, um, so last April, so it's been a little over a year since I left clinical and went full-time in my business. And those first few months I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I've never just been on my own complete schedule. Um, so it takes a lot of like pre-planning and also a lot of discipline. I thought I was a pretty disciplined person, but when you have like the whole day to just plan yourself and organize yourself, it can be challenging in the beginning, but luckily it feels, it feels a lot more focused now, which is a good thing. I think that's a big, when it comes to like a common, common theme with entrepreneurs is like, when you do decide to go full on, you're like, okay, now what do I do? And like getting that new normal and that new schedule for the first couple of months is kind of a challenge. Exactly. (laughs) And, um, but it's fun. It's, that's one of the fun parts of it is figuring all that out can be fun, can be stressful, but yeah, yeah. 
Where does, where do you kind of see, what does your future kind of look like? Is there anything that you're working on or that you're excited about? Yeah. So right now I am working on my, my main, I still have some one-on-one clients. My main service offer right now is the Nourish Nurses Association, Association, which is that court self-paced course and community for nurses. And I'm working on building that, growing that so that I can reach as many nurses as possible um, and help them. It's a very just, I'm a very laid back person. It's a very inclusive, laid back community um, where they can just come and relate to to other nurses that just kind of get what they're going through day to day. And then I can support them through, you know, things like their, their nutrition and their goals and to help them feel their best as well to have somebody on their team. Um, and I'm working right now on growing that by um, kind of reaching out to nursing schools and hospitals mm. so that they you know, like I said, it can reach more nurses and nursing schools, especially so that they don't get thrown into the actual nursing world um, after being a student and feel completely lost. Cause that's something I hear a lot too. That's such a good idea. Cause that is true. Like I feel like it's very different for nurses, nursing yeah. students versus nurses. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I even think back to like my internship versus when I, yeah. I'm a dietitian. My internship, I felt like, yeah, I, I can't take my lunch breaks and I have to work extra and get all these hours in. And there's just, there, it felt like a lot of pressure at the time to then you become a dietitian and you, at least in the jobs I had, you punch in, you punch out, you can take your breaks. So yeah, a little different. <laughs> <That's> different. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to be that student at that exactly. time. But. <laughs> yeah. I think that sounds exciting. I love that. I, like I told you earlier, I do love that you, you have this focus. Cause again, it's, I feel like as dietitians, we're meant to help others. And we always kind of forget about those other people in the medical field. (laughs) You know, we're here, but we think everyone else has got it together and they don't have it together either. So I feel like nurses and doctors need us probably more than a lot of people need us. Totally. 100%. I remember, this is a random story, but I remember when I was in the hospital, there was a nurse that would she literally would like torture all the, she'd bring baked goods all the time and she would, ne- but she would never eat them. She was like, oh <laughs> she was like, she would just bring it for everyone else, but then she would never eat it. She'd be over there sitting there eating a salad. And I'm like, <laughs> is she just torturing her? She's sabotaging everyone else. <laughs> I, I remember that. So, and I would be, and I would be the one noticing. I'm like, do you guys see that? She's just eating a salad. <laughs> Like, what's happening here? The one that brings it in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think she just loved to bake and then she just didn't eat it very much. So she's like, I'm just going to keep doing it. It was hilarious. So, (laughs) but again, like that struggle too. Like, and I feel like probably you have, you know, nurses work with more night shifts and they work days and they work, you know, 12 hour shifts. And like you said, like your mom, I mean, it's kind of, they're like all over the place. So, yeah. So much. Um, just so much demanded of them in a, in a 12 hour time period. Well, and you probably also have to work on your, like more of your like counseling, like not nutrition counseling, but just like getting to the root of yes. you know, the stress and the sleep and all that type of exactly. stuff too. Yeah. I know. I feel like I, I don't know, 90% of the coaching I do with clients is like mindset, stress management, getting their sleep in check. And then like, then we talk about nutrition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's a huge component. I mean, I think we're realizing that more as dietitians that we miss the boat in our education a little bit on that part. Yeah, totally. 
Well, thank you. I, I, I'm excited to keep following along your journey. I hope anyone that listening do follow Kara on social media and I'll put it in the show notes, the link to her social media, but you do just a great job with how you market to your clients and to the people that you're focused on. And um, it, it is a unique space, but I think that there's weak, that's a great message for all other dietitians to find your unique space and you're doing a great job. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just, you, you can't, can't give up on it. Cause I know I felt like if, if clinical isn't for me, then what, like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? I it was, it was dietitian or nothing for me and now what? So yeah, it feels really good to have found something that really just lights me up every day. And works with your home life too. Like, I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah. I think like you said about kind of missing the mark a little bit on, on finding, finding jobs and finding something you love to do. Some jobs are just going to be jobs. You may not love it every day, but finding something that works with your home life. Cause I've, I've done that too before where it was all about my job and, and not so much home life. It had to be so focused on that job and, and thinking that this, this is just what the adult world is like. And that's mm-hmm. what the nine to five grind is like, but there, there are other things out there. And as much as sometimes you can feel limited by the dietetics profession, I think there's also something that's a fit for everyone too, which is pretty cool. Yes. Yes. Good message. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for my hard questions, girl? Ooh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, share with me some of the foods that you enjoy. Oh my goodness. My, my favorites forever and ever ice cream and French fries. (laughs) Not together or together. Are you not together? Because I've seen people that dip their fries in frosties. I was gonna say I grew up dipping my fries in a chocolate. Did you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not opposed. (laughs) Do you do you make either or from scratch at home, or are you like this is something that you enjoy going out to get? Um, definitely going out. I'm all about the food experience and like we, my husband and I love like visiting like new coffee shops and ice cream places and that kind of stuff. Um, French fries, since we got the air fryer, it's really changed my French fry game. So I'll make them at home now, but (laughs) the air fryer has changed French fry game and tater tots and all that stuff. Oh my gosh. Totally. (laughs) Like sweet potatoes fries totally changed that game. So different. They're so good. (laughs) (laughs) I could never make them in the oven, but. No. An air fryer, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about beverages that you enjoy? Um, so I am a like water drinker for life. Pretty boring, um, <laughs> but I will say. So we just moved from Florida out to Utah, and soda, like soda shops, is, are huge here. Um, oh. It's so interesting. So, like, you know, I feel like everywhere else has, like, coffee shops and Starbucks at every corner. There's, like, we're in a very small town of less than 10,000 people, and we have, like, six soda shops. Oh, um, my gosh. You go, and they do, like, your your soda with, like, pumps of this and that, whatever. So, all of a sudden, for someone who's, like, drank maybe two Diet Cokes in my whole life, I, I'm becoming a Diet Coke drinker, and it's very, <laughs> very different <laughs> for me. <laughs> Because of the soda shops. Yeah, it's just, it's something fun. And you don't always have to get like coffee if it's, I mean, I guess there's caffeine and soda, but it feels a little better than getting yeah. coffee at 5 p.m. That's so interesting. That's kind of yeah, fun to know that that exists. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, how about scents or smells that you enjoy? Um, My favorite is lavender. I just planted some the other day and I'm very Ooh. excited to 
have, have your own. <laughs> yeah, it's like blooming and it smells so good when I go water every day. And then my favorite is I make like lavender, like simple syrup for my coffees. <sighs> I just had a lavender latte for the first time, like a month ago. It was delightful. Right? Oh, yeah. I would have never thought that combination was good, but it is good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. You're like homegrown that deliciousness. (laughs) Um, What's something about you that not, not a lot of people know? Ooh, that's a tough one. I feel like I'm a pretty open book. Um. Something not a lot of people know. Um, oh my goodness. These are the hard questions. I always um, think about your puppies. Like I, I would love to know puppies, about like, all everybody. your puppies. <laughs> everybody knows I'm obsessed. So yes, I have three Australian shepherds that are my entire life. Um, what the, my first two, they're six years old. They were litter mates. And Aww. if anybody's thinking about getting two dogs from the same litter, don't do it. <laughs> Why? Just a lot of work. A lot of they're people. so codependent on each other. Um, oh. It's crazy. So I can't like, I can't ever separate them, which is hard. If you like want to take, I can't walk them together anymore because they're like stronger than me. Oh, sure. um, <laughs> so there's that. And then I have another that is, she's three years old and she is like my human baby. She like, I don't know. I probably sound silly, but like she understands you and she's so like, sweet and caring and anyway she's, she's the sweetest so yeah. how did you get into I always like to ask because I love Australian shepherds oh, yeah. how did you, how did you get into them like I feel like special yeah. people know about Australian so shepherds. I grew up with like these two a mom and a daughter these two mutts that we my family rescued from like Hurricane Katrina oh. and my mom always said they're like they're they're they have faces only a mother could love like they were not <laughs> they were not cute but I was just I love mutts and I always volunteered at like dog shelters and stuff and then I met my husband who grew up with um his uncle trained Australian shepherds and I was like oh. okay sure let's so when my when my last Katrina dog um passed away I felt very empty from all of a sudden mm. not having pups. so um he was like look I found some Australian shepherds and um they're pretty cool. I was like, all right. I knew nothing about them. Should have done my research. I was in like a 500 square foot college oh, gosh. at the time. Um, and he ended up, so he had to work and I went to go look at the litter. Um, he wanted a, the colors are like a blue Merle for like the grayish blue one. He wanted a female blue Merle and I went and they didn't have any female blue Merles and he wouldn't, I had to go out to Orlando and he didn't, he wouldn't answer his phone cause he was at work. And I was like, well, Guess I'm getting a female and a blue Merle. So that is how we ended up with two. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it was that, I think, I think it was my boyfriend at the time. I was like, I was like, I don't want to disappoint my boyfriend from getting his green dog. So, <laughs> so my very immature college brain did that. And, and then the rest is history. <laughs> See, like that's a lot of something that a lot of people wouldn't know. You ended up with three dogs. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And what brings you joy in life? I have a feeling that your dogs might be part of this answer too. My dogs, 100%. And honestly, it's so simple. But the sunshine, I um, was a military brat growing up. We moved around. My dad retired from the military in Florida. And we had been there for actually three days ago was our like 
18 year anniversary of moving to Florida. And so the beach and the sunshine is where my heart is a hundred percent. That makes sense. So how old were you when he retired? Um, let's see. I was probably like middle school, seventh, uh, yeah, sixth, seventh grade, somewhere around there. And then, um, yeah. So my family stopped in Florida and, so Utah has been very different. We moved here in October, right before the winter. So Oof. that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, yeah. Yep. Yep. But at least you always have a great place to visit. Exactly. Right? I know yeah. I get to go back next week and I am so excited. Okay. Good. Well, thanks so much for sharing your journey so far. I love what you're doing. You know, I'm a fan. So thank you for just being creating this space and creating a new part of dietetics that maybe didn't exist and doing a great job. Yes. Thank you so much. I think Kara has found a great niche to be a dietitian in. I think that yes, as dietitians, we like to serve the public. We like to help the public, but there's other healthcare workers like nurses. I think even doctors could benefit from our services that we could market to and that we should be marketing to. So I think it's a very interesting space that she's in and maybe another space that we could think a little bit more about as well. She does a great job on Instagram. So if you want to get to see how she kind of reaches her audience, that's a great place to kind of model after what she does. And I'm sure she'd be happy to answer any questions on how she's doing in her business. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.